Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Wednesday morning. Hope everybody had a good night's rest and you're ready to hit the day running. Let's see what we got watching this morning. Let's see here. We got Amy Oaks Turner, Karen Smith, Mr. Mike Hensley. Uh, good morning to you, Carolyn. And Andrew Dixon, good morning. And Brandy Young, good morning. Jennifer Honeycutt, appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in and joining me for this morning's devotions to get our day going in the right direction all right my friends at this time let's do our morning pledge of allegiance i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right, praise the Lord for that good be able to have uh, hello Terry Hudson be able to do these wonderful pledges each and every morning that we have the freedom to do so I know I say that every single morning but we should never ever take for granted the freedoms that we hold dear and always be aware of those who wish and want to take it away and I guess that leads us up to Mad Matt's news and comment this morning and you know the one thing that they were talking about on the uh, news this morning is how the Dems are uh, Democrats, uh, you know, they abbreviate Dems, and I abbreviate Dem Wits. But anyway, uh, it is—they're uh, trying to rebrand their message to sound more like conservatives because they are running scared. Uh, come November, that they're going to lose their power, and how they're trying to uh, uh, separate themselves from Biden as much as they can. Uh, they're hitting more and leaning more towards conservative talking points to try to, to keep people uh, and draw them more to their base. It's uh, you know it's one thing that when it comes to a liberal, lying is fundamental. Uh, lying is like breathing. Uh, in fact, even Gavin Newsom has done a 180 on, and he is just one of the most liberal lowlifes out there and all of a sudden now he's doing a 180 trying to sound completely different why because it's election time but i tell you what guys and gals something's really um getting under my skin big time is uh, i'm really tired of this racial division uh in our country it's really really getting old and i'm sure it's getting old for a lot of you too you know, I, uh, as I told y'all before, I'm probably one of the least racist people you will ever meet. I don't care about your, hello, Kelly, Jeanette Swift, thanks for tuning in. I don't care about your skin color. You know, I just want to thank God's word talks about is man looks on the outward appearance, God looks on the heart. That's all I care about is the heart. You know, you I don't care what color you are. You can be good, you can be bad, you can be nice, you can be a jerk. I mean, just that's what it boils down to. You know, I, I can care less. But this... You know, to me, I feel like we've taken a step backwards from racial equality now to racial division. And it's this hatred against white people. And, and I, I don't get it. And what I'm driving at, um, there was a the Hodge twins. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about or not. Uh, the, uh, the two uh, black guys are conservatives uh, that have like a little podcast. 
they played a clip of this black woman uh, that's uh, from that new Black Panther movie. And she's on there saying that uh, she, uh, for the first few weekends when this movie opens, no white people should be attending, and that uh, if nothing else, you should buy, be buying a ticket uh, to give to a deserving black family while you as whites need to sit outside the theater and protect the blacks. It's insanity. I like what the Hodge twins said. Said, uh, uh, said, said that didn't even happen during the times of segregation. Said even the black people could still come to the theater. They said sit on the other side, you know. But they're really funny. But uh, and then on top of that, uh, this morning uh, they showed a white woman, okay, a white woman uh, who set up her classroom for nothing but uh, black children only. And uh, more or less segregating the white kids. And, of course, the school come out uh, said that they don't want any kid to feel uncomfortable. But it's just, uh, which I'm glad they did. But it's just, I'm so tired of this. You know, God loves us all. Red, yellow, black, and white. We're all precious in His sight. And it's a shame that there has to be such division pushed in our country. Why is that? Now, there's an agenda there. There's a reason why they want this racial push uh, among the, the liberal ideology uh, so that they can try to keep us divided, keep this infighting. They think it helps them have power and or have more power than what they have to try to control us. And we need to get past that. We need to get past the, uh, the outward appearance and look on the heart. That's what matters. Do you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? That's all that matters. When we get to heaven, that's all that matters on Judgment Day. Do you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? Skin color is irrelevant. At that point in time, well, just even the NAACP, they want to do this student loan forgiveness. Um, I keep remembering name, Corey, um, anyway, uh, tried to say that African Americans have higher loan debt on an average of 56000 versus whites of 28000 so How do you come up with that figure? When you go to a university or, or uh, local college, Everybody has to pay the same price. Nobody, they don't have a filing system. Oh, you're black. Or you're going to be, you're going to charge you more. Oh, you're white. You're paying. Where do they get this garbage at? You know, everybody has to pay the same across the board. And in fact, uh, you have all black colleges. You don't have all white colleges. You have all this um, uh, incentives for African Americans to go for free. So you know, it's just, it's just, it's just really just driving me nuts. I'm just getting sick of it. I'm just tired of it. I'm done. Done a lot of stuff when it comes to our politics, and, um, and I'm sure many of you are as well. All right. Uh, hello, Darlene Barker. Let's go ahead and look at our verse of discussion this morning. We're looking at Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. All right. Praise the Lord for that good work. I'm a good work. Good word. <laughs> This morning on what's mad me today. Still, I have to sleep apparently. You know, it's very interesting that uh, Jesus was talking to Peter and Andrew uh, when this uh, when, uh, we're, when we're reading this, and it's very interesting that uh, we, I don't know I keep looking over here. That's where my monitor's at that has the verse up. So you know, think I'm looking uh, like Biden uh, trying to find somebody an invisible person to shake hands with. All right, so. Anyway, and he said, then follow me, and I'll make you pictures of men. But very interesting, right here, he's talking to Peter and Andrew here, and uh, then to James of John, uh, then also to James of John, rather. And, uh, and what's very interesting is that it also says, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Isn't that very interesting? Here, 
uh, they recognized Jesus as the Messiah. They recognized his authority. And, uh, and here they were fishermen by trade, but they immediately left the work that they were doing and left their father. You know, uh, for someone to leave the family business and particularly leave their father, that's a hard thing to do. You know, uh, you know, as you all know, Dad and I work closely together and work at the church, and I'd be like me just up and quitting, and that'd be very hard and difficult uh, knowing the, the amount of pressure and workload that would be left to my dad to have to do. But, you know, if Lord was to ever call me to leave Fountain Life or uh, do something different, then that's what I do because I want to be uh, sensitive to the leading the spirit of what God wants. And here this is what they were doing. They, they knew uh, they were might have been forsaking one thing for another. But it's very interesting, though, uh, what Peter asked in, in Matthew 19, 27. He said, it says that Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? So in other words, he was kind of hinting around to the fact of, what is the payoff here? You know, that's kind of what he's getting at. But it wasn't about monetary uh reward, if you will. And that's one thing that Jesus talks about many times in regards to riches and, and meager livelihood. And um, um, in Matthew 13, 44, uh, it talks about, well, let me bring it up here. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which man found and covered up. Then his joy, then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. I can't read. I just can't this morning for some reason. But, uh, but anyway, um, there's something better and far out there than money. And uh, I know that there's always that pursuit uh, for riches that many people have. And again, to better yourself, that's not ungodly. To be rich is not ungodly. There's nothing, nothing sinful. But and like I said, you can be poor and be obsessed with money. You know? And so the fact is, as long as you're doing what you're doing to the glory of God, that's all that matters. You know, And uh, if... if Lord blesses you with riches, hey, good for you, you know, uh, and if you're using it wisely, then there's nothing wrong with that. But our goal ultimately is not to, you know, it's one thing God's word says you can serve both God and mammon. In other words, you can't serve God and money. And so we have to be very careful to make sure that, you know, we're not looking for a payoff. You know, that's one bad thing about uh, this peace and prosperity teachings that you see out there, that God's only out there to uh, reward your pocketbook. We're under servitude to God Almighty. We're here to serve Him and what His interests are, not our selfish interests. And it take, whatever it takes, we have to do. And it may cost us family, friends, job, whatever it may take. That's what we have to sacrifice. If that's what God has called us to do, that's what we, we have to pursue it. And, you know, that's one great thing out there that we, you know, as God's disciples, at His calling, you know, it should make you feel very special because we are a treasure, in fact. Uh, that's what we have to keep kind of looking at, at that um, aspect of what we're talking about here this morning, is that we are a valuable treasure. And it kind of goes back to me, to that understanding of election, that you were chosen. And, uh, you know, I've often hit on election many times, and, and many of you probably have a firm grasp and understanding of it. Some people still struggle with the understanding of election, uh, that not, you know, that God only chose some, and some may say, well, that's not fair. Well, God didn't have to choose anybody, uh, but at least he chose some, and we don't know who the elect are, and so, you know, that's why we have to minister and witness and tell others about Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, and I know sometimes that evokes a certain amount of fear, even among Christians. How do I know that I'm the elect? Well, hey, if you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're good, man. It's, a, it's all, you know, you don't have to worry about it. But that's why, you know, because you were chosen, that makes you special. 
All right, that makes you a valuable treasure in God's eyes. Uh, I like this. I just want to read this little um, paragraph here. Hopefully, I can do it without stumbling this morning. Uh, the human is a deep creature, not just body, but soul. Not just soul, but a soul with a passion and a desire. Not just a desire for being liked or for playing softball or collecting shells. And Jesus says, follow me. His call harmonizes with our inherent depth. Look, here's the treasure. It's me. Then we are awakened, muddy hands and all, wallowing in the slums this whole time, but now testifying of a desire for something infinitely great and beautiful and valuable and satisfying, the name and the glory of God, boasting only in the cross. So we leave and we follow. Goodbye, broken cisterns, as we see in Jeremiah 2.13. Hello, my exceeding joy, as we see in Psalm 43.4. So here we go. Here you know that God has made. Here we were rebellious creatures, and God makes us reconciled. Uh, he sanctifies us. He glorifies us. We are of great value. You know, it's so easy to beat yourself up. It's so easy to get down on yourself. I know that I do. You know, it's very easy. Uh, sometimes the echoes of the past ring in your ears far louder than you uh, probably wish or desire. And sometimes it's easy to feel worthless, you know, particularly as a Christian, and you're trying, and you're striving, you want to do right, and it's like all you do is fall and fail and mess up, and, you know, it's just like, Lord, you know, I'm trying so hard, you know, why do you even waste time with me, why do, why do you even fool with me, why am I even here, you know, what good am I to you, you know, it's easy to, to down yourself. And realize, and this was something I said the other day, you are not alone in your struggles. You're not alone in your battles. You're not alone in what you're dealing with. See, that's one great thing about uh, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together with like-minded believers. That's why it's important and imperative to be in church, to be with fellow brothers and sisters of Christ, to develop those relationships, those friendships among those uh, in the congregation. Because you find out quickly that you are not alone in your struggles and trials. And oftentimes, yet yeah, Lord may send you somebody in your life a good friend that can uh, relate to what you're dealing with, that maybe God has, has brought them through, that can help you with the struggle that you're dealing with. You know, that's a wonderful thing. But I think sometimes, too, whether a seasoned Christian or a brand-new Christian, it's frustrating when you feel like you're in that, that circle uh, of, you know, forgiveness, I mess up, I forgiveness, I mess up. You know, it's so easy to be caught up in that sort of, it feels defeating. Uh, and that's what the devil wants. He wants you to feel defeated. But remember, we are the called out ones. We are of great value. Remember that. You are of great value. You are a prince or a princess in the kingdom of heaven. You are our joint heirs to the throne with Jesus Christ. You know, that's, that's, that's a wonderful thing. The reward that we're going to receive in heaven is beyond anything that we could possibly imagine. And that's why and we have that desire. God gives us a desire to persevere, to keep pushing forward despite our weaknesses. God gives us that desire to keep trying to trust Him, to keep trying to pursue Him. And that's why, you know, it's, very, it's, it's a wonderful thing to know that when the devil is trying to defeat you, when the devil is trying to bring you down, to make you think you're not anything or nobody, that's when you holler and retaliate back that I am of great value. I am a treasure. God don't make junk, you know? What a wonderful thing to say. 
and and to know and understand. And so that's why we you know we see this here that just as Jesus called um, Peter and Andrew, James and John, and they dropped what they were doing to follow after Him. We have to drop what we're doing to follow after Jesus Christ, to pursue Him day in and day out, to want to glorify God, to understand that we have a high calling, and because of that high calling, we have we should have the drive and the desire to share with others what Christ has done for us. That we want more of God, and we want to show others what Jesus Christ, the transformation in our lives. You know, there's so many people uh, out there that are struggling with so much. And uh, I know that a lot of people ask for prayer for family and friends. And because we want them to see and understand what Jesus Christ has to offer, that that only Christ can make those changes. There's so many people dealing with drug addiction, uh, alcoholism, uh, pornography, uh, whatever it may be, you know, it may, uh, even uh, people who are battling and, and dealing with same-sex attractions, only God can deliver them from these things. You can't change them. You know, no matter how hard you try to talk to people, how hard you want to, to, to get through their thick heads, it's only until they come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, then, only then, can that redemption, that reconciliation, those things, that transformation begins from within, that God can make those changes. And like I said, I, you know, uh, growing up in the church and, and witnessing my father's ministry with uh, the, the, the biker community, uh, I've seen hardcore individuals. You know, there's, like I said, there's a difference between those who want to play biker and act like a biker and those who are hardcore. I don't, I don't talk about people who just enjoy riding motorcycles. You know, I'm just talking about those who try to act like, you know, they watch Sons of Anarchy and think that they're, they're, <laughs> they're big and bad. You know, real quick, you're full of it, you know. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, I just, I'm not no biker. I just, I just like to ride bikes. You know, I, I just enjoy it. But I've seen the hardcore that, um, uh, that when you see Christ truly touch their hearts, and you see these things revealed, and their eyes open. It's like you know, what I mean, it's just like a light bulb went off in their head. It's like, you know, you just see it, and uh, it's very interesting. You know, uh, they well, over the years seen them come to church, and and now they still have foul. Like, they don't even realize it. You know, you be talking to them, and they'll have uh, kind of a foul mouth. You know, but you see the transformation over time from when they first come to Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. They realize over time some of the thinking, uh, the verbiage, things that they were saying, uh, the adjectives that they were using are uh, starting to distinctly change from what it was because the former them is gone. The new creation is there. They are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And that's what we ha are and have to always remember. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. God has called us. Jesus Christ has called us to him. And what a wonderful thing it is to understand that and to know that, that we are a treasure to be valued. And just like James and John, you know, it is, it, uh, what we was reading right here in uh, Matthew, not, uh, sorry, um, uh, Matthew 419, I got here in a second. Immediately they left their nets and followed after him. You know, a wonderful thing to immediately change what they were doing. And that's what we as Christians have to do. Immediately change what we are doing and follow after Jesus Christ. It may come at a high cost. But the rewards are out of this world. And we have to keep our eyes on the prize, my friend. So keep struggling, keep pushing forward, never looking back. That's one thing I always thought was very interesting, is that the uh, armor of God, there's nothing on the back, only on the front.
run. Why? Because there's no room for retreat. It's only advancement. And uh, so don't get down on yourself. Don't get uh, beat yourself up over the silly things that the devil would love to get in your mind and twist and to try to tear you down and make you think you are worthless. That's when you think you're worthless is when you smile and say, No, I am a valuable treasure in the eyes of God. And Jesus loves me just the way I am. Muddy paws, dirt, uh, whatever, warts and all. Uh, you know, when Jesus calls us, he calls us to be just as we are. God don't expect you to be at this level, this level, this level before he accepts you. He accepts you just as you are. What a wonderful thing. Don't to be chosen. You know, and, and, and if you look at other religions, you have to attain certain levels of enlightenment, if you will. God's like, hey, I just want you just like you are. What a wonderful thing to have that understand that kind of love and grace and understanding. And no matter, despite the, the wretches we are, Jesus still loves us and wants us. And on top of that, it says, give me your burdens, give me your worries, give me your fears, and still blesses us even more so. Let us pray. Now, Father Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to understand how valuable we are. Help us to drop what we're doing and to serve you with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Let us not be distracted by the things of this world, but let us serve you, Lord Jesus, with gladness and with joy. Lord, to help us and use us in a mighty way. Lord, is there anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you? Let us pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with all my family and friends that are out and about today. Keep them safe and well. Lord, be with our children who so are going to school, work, or play. Lead God and protect them. Put a hedge of protection. And let them get to their destinations back safely and bring them home safely. Lord, I pray that you with all those who are listening or watching this morning, Lord Jesus, that you'll guide them in every step today and let them be used as a light in this world of darkness. Be with all those who've asked for prayer, whether at church or online, let your will be done in those situations. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday. Don't forget to tune in this evening at 7 p.m. for online-only Bible study. As we dive into God's Word, I may expound a little bit more on what we're talking about this morning, getting into some more details. Don't know yet. Uh, still thinking about it, praying about what the uh, Lord may lead uh, for this evening's service. But I hope everybody has a great day today, a blessed day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.